0: And I want to begin in, in Daniel chapter 12, beginning at verse 8 through 10. And the word reads, as for me, y- y'all don't have to stand because I'm going to read scripture over and over and over So y'all are going to be standing up and sitting down and standing up and sitting down. It's okay. God knows your heart. As for me, I heard, but I could not understand. So I said, my Lord, what will be the outcome of these events? And he said, go your way, Daniel. For these words are concealed and sealed up until the end time. Many will, purge, will be purged, purified, and refined. But the wicked will act wickedly, and none of the wicked will understand. But those who have, have insight will understand. The Amplified reads this way. And I heard, but I did not understand. Then I said, Oh, my Lord, what shall be the issues and the final end of these things? And he, the angel, said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are shut up and sealed till the time of the end. Many shall purify, smelt, that's what it says, <laughs> and refined. But the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand. But the teachers and those who are wise shall understand. So as, as we're living our life, as we're going about life, and if you're wise, then you've begun to purify yourself. You've begun to separate yourself. You've begun to allow the Holy Spirit to cleanse you. And the wicked, I'm sure that they are people that do not understand why you live life the way you do. Why you have separated yourself. Why you don't indulge in sin with them. It's because there is that yearning on the inside of us. That God is drawing us into deeper debts with Him. Why? Why? Because the church should be getting brighter and brighter and brighter. And it should be easier. For the world to tell us apart from others. Because the wicked are getting more wicked. But what caught my eye here, it said the wise would understand. So it brought me back to to when Jesus was telling the story about the bridegroom that was coming and the ten virgins. They were all virgins, but only five of them were wise. Only five, half of them were wise. And if we continue with the story, only those five Were taken by the bride. And then the others, after they got oil so they could see where they were going, came and banged on the door. And they asked him to let him in. And he said, I don't know you. I don't know you. So it's, it's, it's more than just being saved. It's a heart that is consecrated and dedicated to God. Yes, amen. You see, I know this. Because I was in and out of the church many times. And God would cleanse me. And then I would get back out in the world. And then I would get into deeper sin that I said I would never do. But God was merciful and I came back and He'd cleanse me again. And then... I would do what I wanted to do and go back out into the world. But one day, one day, when the Spirit of God was just tugging on my heart, I said, okay, God. Okay, God. I said, this is just to prove to you that I'm giving you my all. Here I am. I'm yours. Now from that day forward, all my heart has desired is to do His will. Now I was still just a baby Christian. I wasn't... Just automatically a full-grown Christian. But it was that day that he anointed me to preach the gospel. Even though he knew my mess-ups, that I was going to mess up. But that didn't change my heart from wanting to do anything but His will. But eventually, you grow. Why? Because your heart longs for God. And as it longs for God, you learn to discipline yourself by coming to church, by reading the Word, and by going to Him in prayer. Because you begin to see and understand what His will is. And if you open your heart to Him, I'm talking about give Him your heart. I can guarantee you this. But Philippians 1 and 6, it reads, For I am confident of this very thing, that He who began a good work in you will Perfected until the day of Christ Jesus. The Amplified reads this way. I am convinced and sure of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus Christ right up until the time of his return. Developing that good work and perfecting it and bringing it to full completion in you. So as we begin to walk with God and our maturity level begins to grow, then we begin to understand that God desires to complete you. But the only thing is, is that it's your heart and your will. And He won't go against it. So if you say, okay, I want to hold construction right here. Let's put a hold on construction and let me do what I want to do. It just prolongs. To where God desires for us to be. So we need to learn. And cry out to Him. And say, God, help me redeem the time. Help me redeem the time. Open my eyes. Let me see what I need to see. Let me do what I need to do because what does he desire to do well in 2nd Corinthians 3 17 and 18 it reads now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty but we all with unveiled faces, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as from the Lord. So as we begin to seek His face, as we begin to continue to come to Him, that, that veil, Begins to be removed out of the way. Because if you recall, the word says that we see in part. As in a glass darkly, so like in, in a smoke mirror, you can't see clearly. But what does the scripture say? It says when, when the fullness has come, you will see clearly, Right? So what's happening to us? Let me, let me see if the Amplified gives us a little better understanding. Same scripture, 2 Corinthians three seventeen and 18. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, emancipation from bondage, freedom, And all of us as with unveiled faces because we continued to behold in the word of God as in a mirror. The glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in ever increasing splendor. From one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So why does that happen? He tells us why. Because we continued to behold the word of God as in a mirror. It's what you do every day. I guarantee you, every single one of us, every day, some of us, two or three times a day, some of us more than that, go before the mirror and see what we look like. Why? Why do you do that? Because you want to look your best. Right? I mean, you want to make sure that that you're looking good before you go out. But that's the same thing that should be in our hearts. That we want to be like Jesus, look like Jesus, act like Jesus. When we go out into the world, why? Why? Because we are His letters to the world. We are. We're rid of all men. Trust me. They're watching you. They're looking at you. And we always want to put our best foot forward. And God is making that transformation. Transformation. He's doing it. What did Philippians say? I am confident of this very thing. That he who began a good work in you. You see, when we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we received his spirit within us. And we received all of God. Everything God is is within us. But He hasn't grown yet. It's like it's the way God designed our natural bodies. God designed our natural bodies to respond to physical hard labor. So as we work hard physically, God designed our bodies to respond and our muscles to grow so that the task would become easier. God designed your body to respond that way. But to, to those who put no effort into physical labor. I'm sure you've heard it if if you don't use it, you lose it. Well that's that's your body that's your body and the same thing spiritually spiritually you have to exercise your faith yes. your prayer life yes. your your consecration and dedication into the word yes. so that your spirit man can grow And that the enemy will become like an ant before you because you begin to see who you are, who God created you to be. Instead of him looking like this big enemy, which he's not, because he's been defeated. But the more you grow spiritually, the more God reveals to you who you are. The more you see that the enemy really is a little bitty in. And he's been put under your feet. You've got to be confident in who you are. But how do you do that? By continuously looking into the perfect law of liberty. That sets you free. That tells you who you are. Everything God created you to be. And one of the tools is prayer. Prayers like this. In Psalms 139 verse 23 and 24 reads, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there is any hurtful way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. See, these are prayers that that we need to take the Word and allow God. To penetrate our hearts and show show us where we are truly at. Not where we think we're at. You see, there's a difference between just knowing the Word and the Word living in you and possessing you and living it. There's a difference. There's a big difference of head knowledge and living knowledge. Big, big difference. Because the, 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 the living knowledge shows the character of Christ within you coming out of you. Head knowledge doesn't do that. Head knowledge, you can quote it, quote it, quote it, quote it. But where's the character? Where's the character? It's allowing God to possess your heart. And when He says, don't do that, you respond and say, God, not my will. Your will. Or when He says, do that. Do this for me. And you say, yes, Lord. And know that when he asks you to do something, he empowers you to do it. And when he asks you not to do something, he also empowers you not to do it. So here's another one. This is Psalm 141. And it reads, O Lord, I call upon Thee. Hasten to me. Give ear to my voice when I cry to Thee. May my prayers be counted as incense before Thee. The lifting up of my hands as the evening offering. Set a guard, O Lord, before over my mouth. Keep watch at the door of my lips. Do not incline my heart to any evil thing. To practice deceits, deeds of wickedness with men who do iniquity. And do not let me eat of their delicacies. Now... We don't want this next part, you know, because it says, Let the righteous smite me in kindness and reprove me. We do want that correction, though. We want that reproof. Maybe not get slapped. <laughs> But these are prayers that we need to be confident in praying. That shows God that we're serious about our hearts being His. As we cannot be afraid to let God have His way in our lives. God knows what's best for us. We think we know. We think we know what's best. Why? Because we live right. Because we're, we're in church. Because we pray. Because we know the word. I know what I'm doing. But yet. God. Wants control. God wants control. Because the Word does say that a man in his own eyes seems right. Everything seems right in his own eyes. And how much more if we're living right? How much more if we're serving God? How much more? Yes. But there may be something that God desires for you to go just a little deeper into the things that He has for you. You see, the blessings of God or upon those whose hearts are perfect toward Him. Because that's what the Word says. The Word says that God is going to and fro across a whole earth seeking to show Himself strong yes. Amen. on the behalf of those whose hearts are perfect yes. toward Him. God's doing that. God's doing that. Now, you may not do everything right. You may not be doing everything right. But that's not what He's saying. He's saying, oh, well, to those who are doing everything right. No, that's not what the Word says. The Word says that those whose hearts are perfect toward Him. And eventually, whatever is going on, He will work it out. Because your heart belongs to Him. Here's a a couple of real good passages that are prayers. And this is what Paul was saying in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. The word reads, For this reason I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus, which exists among you and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. This is a prayer that we need to pray for those around us and for ourselves. That God would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Why? And I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. So that you may know what the hope of His calling. His calling. And what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. And what is the surpassing greatness of His power toward us who believe? These are in accordance with the working of the strength of His might which He brought about in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His own right hand in heavenly places. He's already brought it about. All we need to do is ask Him for it. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And He put all things in subjection under His feet and gave Him as head over all things to the church, which is His body, the fullness of Him who fills all in all. And here's another prayer. This is Ephesians 3, beginning at verse 14. It says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth drives its name, that He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in the inner man. That's in us. He's... In your inner man. His Spirit. In your inner man. Our inner man. Now, according to the Word, He Himself says this. It says, when we pray according to His will, then we know that He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, then we know that we have the petitions that we ask of Him. Is the Word of God not His will for you and I? This is all we're doing. We're just asking Him to fulfill His will in us through His Spirit in our inner man. Because He desires to complete us. To bring what He began, that work within us, to full completion within us. And these prayers are mighty in accomplishing that work which He desires to do within us. Because then we will begin to see the world on a whole nother plane. We will begin to see the world as God sees it. God has a compassionate heart toward the lost. Toward the bound. But sometimes we who have been set apart begin to think of how we are more so that we're holy. Instead of realizing that you have the power within you to set the captive free. That's why God set you apart. Because He knows the more you become like Him, the more compassion that you will have for the lost and the bound. And you will also realize what? That you're strengthened. With all might and power by his spirit to accomplish that deed. What happens when you get full of the spirit? Well, let's see. This is what the word says about Stephen. In Acts chapter 7, verse 55 through 60, it reads. And being full of the Holy Spirit he gazed intently into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Did you notice what it said? It said and he being full of the holy spirit and what was what did he do he was gazing intently into heaven he was gazing intently into heaven so what do we do when we're looking into scripture We're looking at what God has given us. Not only just through Scripture, but through prayer. You've got to realize that when you're in prayer, you're not merely just in your closet. But you're coming into the throne room. And then you begin to see what is there for you and I. Because that's what happened to him. He said, gazing intently into heaven and saw. The glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. But then this listen to what happens next. When you intensely gaze into heaven and see what is there. This is what will happen next. And he said, behold, I see the heavens open uh, And the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. He began to relate what he saw in heaven. But he had to be looking intently into heaven. And then God opened it up for him so he could see. God is no respecter of persons. Jesus Christ died on the cross for Stephen just like He died on the cross for you and I. But they cried out with a loud voice and covered their ears and they rushed upon Him with one impulse. And when they driven him out of the city, they began to stone him. And the witnesses laid aside their robes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And we know who that young man is. And I believe what happened next is the reason that Saul became who he became. Because of what Stephen had said. Because it, he almost mimicked the same words that Christ did on the cross when he told him to forgive them that they know not what they do. And listen to what Stephen said. And they went on stoning Stephen. And he called upon the Lord and said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling on his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And having said this, he fell asleep, which means he died. And I believe that's the reason that Saul became who he became. God honored Stephen by not holding that sin against them. Against the main man who was sought him out. I want to leave you with this. Because this is what God believes about every one of us. And this is what He says in Philippians 4 and 1. Listen to what God says about you and I. Therefore, My beloved brethren. My beloved. Whom I long to see. He says, my joy and crown. Understand who you are to God. This is who we are. We are His joy and crown. So stand firm in Him, in the Lord, my beloved. Father, I do thank You for Your Word. I thank You for Your Spirit, God. I thank You, Father, that You open up our eyes and our hearts to You, God. Father, may we willingly be obedient every gentle whisper, every command Father open up our eyes give us the unction and the desire to be one who intensely looks up into heaven that we may see what you desire to accomplish on this earth through us God Through us, Father, may our speech, may our lives, may our thought lives, bring You glory. We yield it to You. In Jesus' name.